Welcome to a special edition of Second City Sports Society Sunday Selection, Selection Sunday Special, right here on Live in Living Color, right here on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Miss Lakim McGee, which is she. I am Cindy Brown. Hey, that's me. You can follow your Shirley on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, it's CK80. That's S I D K I D 80. That's S I D K I D 80. You can follow me at Kenny McGee on the Twitter and at Kenny Scrub again, the IG. Make sure you download that Sports on Chicago app wherever you get your apps. Make sure you follow Sports on Chicago on all social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And while you're at it, please subscribe to our podcast. That's available at War on Anchor. We are available on all podcast platforms, including that iHeartRadio app. And while you're at it, please give War Media a follow on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at WAR Media. Once again, at War Media on all social media platforms. And thank you very much in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. We are unapologetically fun, and we have very definite opinions. Since this is our March Madness uh, Selection Sunday special, we are not talking about any other sports today. So if you're all about that college basketball, well, where did your team rank? Where did your team end up in the tournament? Did your favorite team get booted? Well, here, we are here to talk all about that. If you want to comment on the, on, the, on the matchups and the topics, Regarding college basketball, you can always hit us up in the comment section at Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or at Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions, comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. But if you decide to troll and then you know try to say oh you'll rag on and on about how why your team didn't get in, I'm gonna give you guys the boot ever so nicely. Bye, <laughs> I love what she says that. But before we begin, we must remind you that you can also catch Sports on Chicago. We are also available on Roku TV. That's right. So celebrate with the squad and get with the program. Sports on Chicago is now available on Roku TV. You have a Roku television? Just uh, tap on the sports folder and download Sports on Chicago through that avenue. Just put that app next to your Netflix, Apple TV, Discovery Plus, Hulu apps. Just stick Sports on Chicago right through there. If you don't have a Roku TV, but you have some handheld devices going around, iPhone, iPad, iTouch, your personal PC like Lakina's using right now, the Chromebook, like I'm using right now, just go to the to the Google Play Store, download that Roku TV app, and access Sports on Chicago through that way. So, no more excuses. Celebrate the squad and get with the program. Sports on Chicago is available on Roku TV, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, live and on demand. Anywhere and everywhere you want, you know, you're listening to us right now. It's about a little after six here in in Chicago or in the Midwest or. You know, if it's like it's like what, like two o'clock in Hawaii, like like three, two, one or two o'clock still in Hawaii or something like that. <laughs> so uh, look, just you know, what, it's all right there for you. Yep, and a shout out to our good friends at War Media that are listening to us back on our replay at War on Anchor. That's our podcast. So we'd like to thank those uh, folks, one and all, as well. Kyle Mays, Saul Rodriguez, and the whole squad over there at War Media. Thank you so much for uh, picking up our program. For those of you that are listening. Uh, to help us break down the brackets and the previews, uh, uh, the couple of the local teams that made the tournament, and it's our good friend, formerly a 670 score, now covers the Notre Dame Fighting Irish and the Ohio State Buckeyes for the USA Today Sports Group. He is the one, the only, the Mike Chen. Mike, welcome back to the show. How are you, my man? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Thank you once again. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Before we review the rest of the bracket, let's get into the matchups of our local teams. Illinois, the final line nine, they'll play Arkansas, the Razorbacks out of the SEC in the 8-9 matchup. And the other matchup, the 7-10 matchup, the Northwestern Wildcats, who finished second in the Big Ten with 12 wins during the regular season, they'll face uh, 
they'll face the Boise State Broncos out of the state of all. Of Idaho, almost screwed up there. <laughs> My God, uh, we'll, we'll start with the fight in the line. I first, uh, we were talking about it before we went on the air today uh, about about well, we talked about the Northwestern with the seating. You thought you had some questions about their seating, or uh, we'll get to that in just a moment. But I want to focus it on the Illini, the Illini Arkansas matchup first. I uh, saw that matchup about an hour ago, listed on television. I said uh, Illinois is going to be very tough because Arkansas is very tough inside, but for the Illini. If they shoot the three ball well, they win most of the time. When they don't, uh, they look like a, a JV team. And the other problem that I do have with this Illini squad, both their big guys, Coleman Hawkins and Dane Danger, they both, and one of them, or both of them get in foul trouble. Uh, this team is in trouble. What do you see in this 8 9 match with Arkansas and Illinois? You know, to be honest with you, I think it's a toss up right now. Uh, neither team is really coming into play very well. Um, the Illini, uh, two and three over their last five games. Uh, you look at Arkansas as one and four coming into their last five games. Mm-hmm. Neither of the teams really are peaking at the right time. So to be honest with you, it's really hard to say what's going to happen in this game. Uh, as we all know, eight, nine matchups, a lot of times are toss-ups. You know, we don't really know, especially nowadays. I mean, 15, 20 years ago, you're talking about a tournament where it was chalk and all the higher seeds would mm-hmm. win. But now we're seeing 15s beat twos in the first round. It, mm-hmm. It's just absolutely nuts. Uh, teams are deeper. They're much more experienced. Uh, in this situation, again, I think you're right. That at the end of the day, if the Illini can control the rebounding battle and keep their bigs out of foul trouble, they've got enough guards. Uh, you know, Terrence Shannon's absolutely fantastic. I think that they can get to that second round. Now, if they do get to that second round, though, you know, mm-hmm. you've got big, bad Kansas. Yeah. <laughs> look at, look, at, yeah. look at, at them. So, um, you know, like we talked about a couple months ago uh, when I was back on previously, you know, push to shove. There's a team that I was going to pick that I liked. It was Kansas. And, mm-hmm. again, they continue to play well. Uh but, you know, we'll, we'll talk about – I'm sure you'll ask about Kansas a little bit, and we'll get into that. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, back to the, uh, you know, line of Arkansas. Again, it's a toss-up here. And uh, I, I could I could see it going either way for the Illini. Yeah, I mean, this is really what an 8-9 matchup is. It really could go either way. I think first – I think I tweet out, like, first to 80 could win this game because, you know, like <laughs> you said, both both teams have had their struggles coming in. And, you know, I mean, look, you look at Arkansas, they got, you know, Ricky Council, uh, the four. They got Anthony Black, you know, Makai Mitchell. I mean, those guys, you know, they, they can they can shoot. They can, you know, rebound. They can shoot the three. So this could literally be, like, who gets hot and who can kind of, you know, toss up. So I think that's really going to be the key here for this matchup. How do you feel? Yeah, you know, again, it's it's something where you're going to look at and say, all right, well, these teams struggle down the stretch, right? And, and again, I, I'm going to – I want to see the teams that are going to do well in the tournament are ones that are not necessarily peaking right at the end, but are playing very good basketball at the end. And right now, uh, it could go either way. Um, you know, again, Arkansas, you know, they played in a very, very tough ACC. However, when you're looking at it – Illini played in a tough Big Ten. Each of those conferences had eight bids, the most mm-hmm. in the country, four conferences, the most in the country. So we're not talking about an SEC a couple years ago where you're like, all right, it's just one team and that's it. We're talking about a deep SEC once again. And 
if you're coming out of the either one of those conferences, if you're coming out of it, you played a tough schedule. You've really gone at it. Now, again, the losses that Arkansas has had over this last five-game stretch, Alabama, Tennessee, Kentucky, Texas A&M, all ranked teams. Every mm-hmm. single one. Their one win was against Auburn. It was barely a win. It was just by three points. So it really depends on what team shows up. And they've been, you know, they did really well the middle of the season, but they kind of struggled towards the end. So, uh, you know, the uh, and it's the same thing with the Illini. The Illini, if they're able to really get it going, because we've seen the Illini play some good basketball. We've also seen the Illini play some average at best basketball as well. Mm-hmm. So if they can come out and play their best basketball, the, the basketball that we saw them play kind of in the middle of the season when they went on a little run uh, starting in January um, throughout the end of the, throughout that month, they played their best basketball right in that stretch. And again, they struggled down at the end of the season. And if they can somehow manage to figure it out in the next few days, I think they'll be okay, but uh, we'll, we'll see. Uh, Staying with the Illini, Mike, of course, we talk about the big guys and Hawkins and Danger. Of course, we brought up uh, Terrence Shannon uh, just a moment ago. In your opinion, who's going to be that X factor, that third third guy that can make a difference for the Illini, especially come out of the base? You have Jaden Epps, RJ Melendez, who's been there before. Of course, you have Ty Rogers, who's been getting more miss these last few weeks coming out of the bench. Who's that X factor that no one's talking about for Illinois that can make a difference on Thursday against Arkansas? You know, I'm always going to go, especially uh, tournament time, I like guard play. Guard play, you know, the ball handlers, they've got, you know, a lot of it is in their hands. So uh, you mentioned already, I think Jaden Epps. I think Jaden Epps is really, really big. Uh, if he shoots well from beyond the arc, he's a 30 point, uh, 30% three-point shooter on the year. Uh, if he can up that, um, he's got to take care of the ball as well. And, and I mean, everybody's got to. But I think that he is that X factor. He's that guy that, you know, if he can get it going, because he plays a lot of minutes as well. Mm-hmm. If he can get it going, if Apps can get it going, I think the Illini have a very good chance of pulling out a win on, uh, on day one. Let's stay in the West region and go a couple of little seasons down as we uh, talk about, you know, go over to Northwestern. They play Boise State, a 7-10 matchup. We were talking about before, just before we went live, Mike, you said that you, you felt that Northwestern should have been a little bit higher? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I, I mean, to be honest with you, again, what they did, and, and again, they struggled down the stretch too, right? Mm-hmm. But they managed to get second place in the Big Ten, and yeah, there was not much difference between you know, second place and like tenth place in the Big Ten, and I get and I get that, and I understand that. But uh, you're looking at body of work, and their body of work, and what they did, I think, in, in a tough conference, I thought deserved a little bit higher than a seven. Uh, again, not a ton higher, because if you think about it, they were ranked in the top twenty-five at one point towards the end of the season. And if you're ranked in the top 25, that's usually at worst you're looking at a you know a five or a six, right? Kind of depending. And they end up with a seven, which it's close. It's right there. But I think that they should have probably been given a little bit of benefit of the doubt due to their body of work. But again, 
They made it. Second time in school history. I don't think that anybody's complaining, especially Chris Collins. I think he's ecstatic <laughs> to get in there, uh, especially, you know, coming into the season, everyone was talking about it. This is the year for Northwestern. They have to do something. And back is against the wall. They went out. They won 21 total games. They finished second in the Big Ten. Uh, they did enough to get into the tournament. And now I think that they have an opportunity to make a little bit of noise. College Hoops blogger and reporter Mike Chan from the USA Today Sports Group is going to hang out with us for, for our Sunday selection Sunday special right here on Second City Sports on Sports on Chicago. We're live in the living color. Silly Kenny here. Whether you have a question, or comment for us, you can go to Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comment section. Like, you know, we get the up on the screen for you. Mike, um, we know that Boo Boy. Uh, don't laugh at his name, folks. Uh, he he's the leader of, of the Wildcats. He's been getting it done all year. But I like Brooks Barnheiser, uh, the the sophomore guard. I, I know that he he was second on the team in scoring, especially in that tough loss last Friday against Penn State in overtime in the Big Ten tournament. Talk about uh, Brooks' the impact on Northwestern this year. What 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 a difference to maker can he be on Thursday when they face Boise State? Well, he's uh, one of the better shooters, and uh, that's definitely something that you need to have in, when you hit conference play. You need to have big-time shooters. And, uh, you know, him, uh, you know, Ty Berry, Chase Adige, all, all three of them really are key to shooting uh, and getting defenses to stop their focus on Boo Booey because that's, that's what's going to happen. And I guarantee you what's going to happen is, is there's going to be a ton of of eyes on Bowie. And Boise State's gonna try and stop him because he's the guy. And if they manage to stop him, those other guys, they need to step up. And, you know, Barnheiser is a guy who doesn't score a ton, has the ability to score, has a solid three-point shooter, uh, shoots well from the floor, he has money from the free throw line. He contributes in other ways as well. He averages almost five rebounds a game which is pretty impressive from a guard standpoint. Uh, so I think that he's, I wouldn't necessarily say he's the X factor, but I think he's going to have to play a big role in order for Northwestern to move on to the next round. Yeah, as someone who has seen Boise State a couple of times this year, I mean, they can play defense. They play de defense really well. So this could be definitely be one of those like 50-point, you know, type of first to 50 type of <laughs> or six deals. I mean, I really like their guard, Marcus Schaefer Jr., uh, Boise State, their senior guards, and they got they got a lot of you know, great seniors on that on that squad. So this is going to be one of those matches where I think who has that upper hand first, who can kind of you know get it going, you know, right off the bat and kind of keep the other the other uh, scorers at bay. What what do you think? Uh, you know, I I think that um, you know I don't know too much about Boise. I'm not going to pretend like I do. Um, they play again. I'm going to go with a team and, and the way I, I'm going to pick uh, a lot of my, you know, choices in the bracket is, is a lot of it's going to do with conference affiliation. Uh, you know, when, when you look at uh, which team has gone through the grind and which teams have not and Boise, you know, not the best conference, you know, Mountain West is okay. Um, you know, you don't expect a ton to come out of them. Uh, and, and in my eyes, I think that, you know, the, the games that they needed to win 
Um, occasionally they didn't. Now they did have a really big win against San Diego State recently, which I, I, I'm very high on San Diego State. Um, and, you know, it wasn't like a convincing win. It was six points, but yeah. it's still a win against a top 25 team. Um, did Avenger lost from earlier in the year where they lost by 20. Uh, but uh, I do think that, you know, again, it, it's guard dominated. And I think that in this matchup, I think Northwestern actually has an advantage with their guards. <laughs> As we say every year, you need great guard play and a big guy inside for in the NCAA tournament. But I want to ask you about Coach Collins' uh, coaching style, especially defensively. And the way that team plays defense, uh, it could carry you very far in March if you have those other components intact. Yeah, I, I definitely think that. And, you know, we saw we've seen Northwestern play some good defense. We've also mm -hmm. seen them play some bad defense. But if they can hold teams to about that 60, 65 point range, mm -hmm. I think they have a really good mm -hmm. shot at winning. And because they, you know, they're not offensive efficiency, that's not their game. They want right. slower, grind them out. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they want a little bit more of a defensive battle. And if they get that, I think they have a good shot. And I think that, you know, overall, uh, in my eyes, I think Northwestern, it, it plays enough defense. They have enough defense to turn around and get a win. But again, they have to, they have to keep this game in the, you know, their opponent close to the, in that 60 range. So if they don't, then it's not good for them. Now let's talk about some of the other uh, Big Ten teams uh, for a second here. Of course, Purdue gets the, the last number one uh, seed after, of course, winning the Big Ten uh, tournament. You have to, well, made it a little harder on themselves than they should have. You know, they're number one seed in the East. They will uh, they will play the uh, – well, I, 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 well, I'll get to that in a second. They'll play, they'll, they're going to play one of the 16 teams. They're going to be uh, playing each other. I'll look that up through – the break, but you know, any real surprise? I mean, Michigan State's gonna be playing USC, which I'm getting like old school, like Rose Bowl vibes from back in the day. <laughs> uh, Indiana and Kent State, I mean, that that might be a little bit of a danger. There. Yeah, Purdue will play the winner of Texas Southern and Fairleigh Dickinson. Okay, FDU, yeah, so uh, that you know, could be could be a little bit, you know, I'm not saying that they're gonna be you able know, to do a uh, do a UMBC and pull off the upset, but I'm just saying that Purdue, you know, they better keep themselves on their toes. But uh, like I said, I mean, you know, uh, Kent State and Indiana, that might be a little bit of a tough matchup uh, for Indiana. Uh, so do you see any of the Big Ten teams that are in? You know, do you see them, you know, any, any trouble in their first round matchup? Um, I think that, you know, Purdue, let's we'll just start off at Purdue. Um, I don't think so. <laughs> let's be real here. Uh, they, they have, you know, Zach Eadie's, on some people's list as national player of the year. Uh, yes, it was really, really close today um, for them in the Big Ten title game. But let's be real here. I, I mean, they're a team that has good guard play, although young guards as well, good guard play. Right. And, then, and then again, Edie is just, in, in this college basketball season, he's a unicorn. Nobody else has a player like him, and they could. He's constantly in the Big Ten, been just battered with double teams, double teams, double teams. And he's a good passer. He can find the guards open threes. They can hit them. So I think Purdue. Um, you know, I don't think they'll have any issues. Um, again, 
and, and we'll just go down. We'll uh, you know we'll stay in the East there as well with Michigan State, Michigan State, um, and USC again. The the Spartans, uh, they're a solid team, but I just I, I I don't believe in them this year. To be honest with you, I think they've had better teams in the past. Uh, they don't to me. They don't have anybody uh, that is just like all right. He could take over a game. They have very solid players, uh, and I mm-hmm. think that a good team. And Tom Izzo is one of the better coaches around the country. But I don't think this is one of his better teams. I mean, look, they're a seven seed. They play, you know, and a ten, and a seven ten tens get that win. And, and it's just, you know, a lot of people are going to pick against Michigan State. Uh, yes, they are playing in a in a in a town that they're very familiar with. Uh, you know, they're playing in Columbus. Uh, but again, I just don't. You know, I think that USC might have a might have an advantage in this one. Uh, we've already touched on. Um, Illinois and Arkansas and uh, Northwestern and Boise. Uh, so if we look over at the South region, uh, I, I, I don't have much faith in Maryland as well um, against West Virginia. I, I think that, you know, West Virginia plays a little bit more up-tempo uh, and, you know, it's, I think that that's going to not end well um, for, for Maryland. Uh, but uh, out in the Midwest, there's a team out there from the Big Ten that uh, I think they can can make some noise, and that's Iowa. Uh, Iowa, I, I think they've they've got a tough matchup against Auburn. Uh, Iowa's the highest scoring team in the Big Ten, about 85 points a game, mm-hmm. right around there. And they've got one of the the best players uh, in the conference, uh, in my eyes. Um, and uh, I just think that in, in Chris Murray, and I think that. Um, you know, when, when you've got that, uh, you're going to – I just like what they've done. Um, they've got multiple scoring options. They shoot well. They have some good guards. Uh, they've got, you know, that good inside-outside presence as well. So, you know, I actually like Iowa. And, uh, you know, if I'm if I'm going to make a pick as the, the first number one seed to go down, it's probably going to be Houston uh, with, again, over Iowa. Uh, uh, Iowa over Houston. Uh, I just – I like that matchup. Uh, I'm, I, for Indiana – uh, I just don't. I don't fear, uh, you know, Kent State. I think you know the the Golden Flashes are are okay, but again, it's a mag school, um, and I know it's the tournament. Anything can happen, uh, but I, I definitely think that Indiana's got a, a nice and easy road there to get to the second round. Uh, and then the final team we're looking at is Penn State. Um, I love what Micah Shrewsbury did this year. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. Uh, he's there's chatter about some big name schools going after him. There's there's some talk about uh, Notre Dame going after Shrewsbury. Uh, he is, uh, you know, he coached up, you know, he was a, an assistant at Indiana for a, for a long time before he took the job over at Penn State. He's turned them around in two years. And in college basketball, if you're able to do that and, and get to the tournament and, you know, I mean, they, today, you know, it was pretty close, right? They almost, they almost went home with the, with the Big Ten Championship <laughs> Uh, conference championship tournament. So um, I think that they're, they're riding high right now. And yes, they lost. And at one point in time, it looked like they were going to get blown out, mm-hmm. uh, but mm-hmm. they turned it around mm-hmm. and, and they really clamped down and they gave Purdue a run for their money. And uh, I think that that, that bodes well for Penn state. So uh, I, I do like Penn state uh, over, over Texas A&M on first glance. 
Uh, we'll get a review the the rest of the tournament field uh, after our bottom of the hour break. Right now, we're hanging out with Mike Chen, college basketball who's blogger and reporter from the USA Today Sports School. He, he's hanging out with us on our Selection Sunday special right here on Second City Sports on Sports on Chicago Real Live in Living Color. Silly Kina here with you. Mike, speaking of Purdue, they eliminated Rutgers on Friday in the Big Ten tournament here in Chicago. Of course, Rutgers finishes the year at 19 mm-hmm. and 14. Uh, they were one of the last teams uh, that were left out of the tournament. Could you make a case of them uh, getting in? I think that you could just due to the depth of the Big Ten. Uh, again, we've talked mm-hmm. about this. You know, the Big Ten put eight teams in there. I think the ninth mm-hmm. team definitely could have been Rutgers. Um, I just I feel as if when when you look at their their big picture, they they just missed some signature wins. And uh, I, I do think that you know they're they're a solid team, but you know, again, they they just they just didn't quite have that you know, those quad one wins that you're looking for to put a team in the tournament. So, uh, you know, it would have been nice to to see them in there, but eight, eight Big Ten teams made it. That's a lot of Big Ten teams getting them in the <laughs> So someone, someone was going to have to be a casualty of the fact that, you know, someone else was going to get in, and it just so happened that that was Rutgers. Yeah, there, uh, that's tied with SEC, who also got eight. The Big 12 got seven. Uh, tie with five ACC in the Big East. Mountain West and Pac-12 got four. So that was nice to see the Mountain West get, you know, four teams this year. Back to the old, like, early 2000s when it was the WAC, the old WAC conference. Mm-hmm. And uh, two each from the uh, West Coast and the American. So that's kind of your conference breakdown there. Any of the other teams that I know I saw this, you know, I saw OK State, I think, was the first team that was left out. Uh, North Carolina, which I was a little surprised by because they didn't have a good, you know, quad one, you know, Thing and also to Clemson. Any of those other three that you would think, oh my God, they should have gotten in? No, you know, it, you can get Nick Picky and say, like, you know, this team should have gotten in, that team could have gotten in. What they could have done was win a couple more games to get off of that bubble. Uh, it is what it is. You know, some teams are just going to go home disappointed today. And, and that's what happened. Now, specifically, North Carolina, what's crazy about North Carolina is they came into the year. Ranked number one. They are the only team ever to start off the year ranked number one to not make the NCAA tournament. That is absolutely nuts. And what they did last year, getting to the championship game as well. I mean, let's, <laughs> Hubert Davis did such a great job last year, and I don't know what happened this year. It's not like they had, you know, they they, they didn't have talent. I mean, Armando, Armando Baycott uh, mm-hmm. passed Michael Jordan on the school's scoring leaders list this year. I mean, it's not like they had bad players. I think they just assumed that they were just going to kind of breeze through the ACC, get into the tournament, and then kind of make a run again without working themselves into it. So, again, there are plenty of teams that had an argument to getting in. uh, And it's just, it is the name of the game. Some teams just aren't going to make it due to the numbers. And just uh, the, it was just uh, announced uh, a few minutes ago that North Carolina has decided not to participate in the NIT. So interesting. The, That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, again, after a disappointing season, uh, I could I understand why they wouldn't want to. You know, I think they really <laughs> wanted to make the tournament, and you know, again, a couple other wins here and there, and I think they would have made it, but uh, you know. That's the decision that the school made, and I guess they're just going to have to live with it. 
Stay tuned for more sports and more fun as our Second City Sports Selection Sunday edition continues. We'll give you our potential upsets. We'll give you our winners who cuts down the nets in three weeks from now. And we'll give you some of our X factors so who could be a difference in this year's NCAA tournament. Along with Miss Lakina McGee, Mike Chen, I'm Sid. You're listening to Sports Zone Chicago. We're live in living color. More after this. Lane? No, not at all. Are you not paying attention? Are you texting? I was just checking in with my mom. I was telling her that I thought we'd be home by six. It's okay. There's enough time. Just pay attention. I'm not even halfway through my text. There's no way. I'm not even going to look up. My babies are in the car. You have to pay attention. It's just supposed to be a quick text. I'm so sorry. Hi, I'm Tom Brady, the director of DODEA. September is National Suicide Prevention and Awareness Month. The simple act of reaching out and caring for those in our communities is something we all can do. Just being there for someone you care about can be a tremendous first step in getting them access to confidential resources and support that they need. It only takes one person and one small act and one minute to make a difference. Let's make a difference. Welcome back to a Second City Sports Selection Sunday edition. We're live in Living Color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. We're hanging out with our good buddy Mike Chen on the USA Today Sports Group. He's a college hoops blogger and reporter. You can follow Yoshili on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, it's CK80. That's SIDKID80. That's SIDKID80. You can follow me at Kina McGee on the Twitter and at Kino's Girl again on the IG. 
And we have less than a half hour left of this special. If you have any questions or comments for us or who's your winner for this year's tournament and a, a whole lot more pre silly predictions, you can always hit us up in the comment section at Sports Zone Chicago's Facebook page or at Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comment section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. All right, here is the rest of the bracket uh, brackets of Philadelphia. You guys, let's start, start in the South region. We'll have number one Alabama facing Texas A&M, CC, or Southeast Missouri State. Of course, we talked about Maryland and Virginia earlier, a nine matchup from the South region. This one is a tricky matchup, in my opinion. Number five, San Diego State. Uh, the Aztecs will face number 12 seeded Charleston. That game is in Orlando on Thursday. And also on Thursday, number four seeded Virginia Cavaliers. They'll face uh, Furman, who are ranked uh, seeded number 13. Mm. <laughs> Does any of those games jump out? Which games jump out at you for you guys? You know that that Furman Virginia uh, game. I, I've seen Furman a couple of times. I mean, they can definitely hang with Virginia. Not going to say they're going to pull off the M. So I'm not talking about the you know the Paladins, but this is a this is the first uh, uh your appearance since 1980. You know, we weren't even born yet. <laughs> <laughs> the last time they went, so, you know, they're going to you know want to you know make it for all it's worth. So if the good Virginia team shows up. I think they have a shot. You know, I think you know, you know, I think Virginia can go far. But if we get the Virginia te team we saw uh, last night against Duke, you know, Furman could pull off the upset. <laughs> what do you think, Mike? I, I actually I have to agree with you on that one. I uh, I think that you know Virginia likes to slow the ball down. They like to play at a snail's pace. They're more a defensive style of team. Uh, and if Furman can disrupt them and get them down, I mean, you know, we've seen Virginia be highly ranked and get knocked off in the first round previously. Uh, this is not something that, you know, that is abnormal, uh, especially for Virginia. They're just, their style of play is just unique in this era of college basketball when the majority of teams want to go and push the ball and push the ball and push the ball. Uh, they want to slow everything down and they want to extend possessions and, shoot with under five seconds on the shot clock. Uh, that's not what a lot of teams do anymore. You know, a lot of teams are just trying to keep that pace and have those high scores. And in my eyes, I, I do think that if there's a there's a lower seed that, that, that's going to come out of uh, that little grouping right there, I think it's Furman. Yeah, I'm with you guys on Virginia. I did watch that game last night in its entirety. They had a couple of chances to overtake. Dude, they just couldn't do it. And their lack of offensive efficiency, I think, is really going to do them. I think they'll get past Furman. But if that if it's a potential matchup between Virginia and San Diego State, I really like San Diego, San Diego State in that one. They're more offensively affluent uh, than Virginia is. Mm -hmm. We talked about the Maryland-Virginia matchup earlier. I think West Virginia is going to get that one. I just want to go over uh, the last half of that South uh, region bracket. Of course, these games are Thursday and Friday. Uh, Creighton versus NC State in the 6-11 matchup. Also in the 3-14 and 14 matchup, you had the Baylor Bears versus U UC Santa Barbara. That's at Denver, Colorado on Friday. On Thursday in Sacramento, California, the 7-10 matchup is between the Missouri Tigers and Utah State. In Arizona and Princeton, in the 2-15 matchup. Do we see any upsets or surprises in this half of the South region bracket? Yeah, no. I, no, go ahead, Mike. Oh, no, I was just saying, you know, um, I think that it's always the, the 710s always jump out to me. And uh, I, I think that, you know, Utah State, I think they're good enough. Again, you know, 
I think that some of the Big Ten teams and some of the SEC teams, they beat each other up. And they're going to come in, you know, maybe a little bit worn down. I know they're, you know, they're young college basketball players, but it's not necessarily about their physical ability. Sometimes it's the mental. And, um, you know, I think Utah State uh, has an opportunity right in front of them to uh, take advantage of that from Missouri. And, uh, you know, I actually like that. That's one of the seven tens that uh, I like that tent. Yeah, uh, they, uh, I've always been a fan of Utah State. You know, Ryan Odom's over there now. So, you know, he's been able to get them back in the tournament for the first time in a few years. So, yeah, I could definitely see uh, them being the fighting Mike Bermans, as we call them here. Uh, <laughs> here on, of course, of course, you're our buddy at NBC uh, Chicago's uh, Mike Berman. Here, we got to get, get him back on the show at some point. Yeah. So, Don't forget Josh Ryman, too, uh, Channel 90 in Chicago. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. He's a Mizzou guy as well. Yeah. I know some people are picking. I know Seth Davis is very hot in this Princeton-Arizona matchup. I mean, Arizona had that great comeback against UCLA last night to win the Pac-12 uh, tournament. So I'm thinking that, you know, Arizona might be finding their groove a little bit. UCSB, I mean, I know Baylor's been struggling lately. They lost a couple of their key guys. So could the Gauchos pull off the upset? Maybe. I think NC State could catch Creighton. But now, which crane you know shows up <laughs> because you know it's all the crane that we saw a couple of nights ago against Xavier. Yeah, yeah, might, that might not be. We <laughs> may not like that. And plus, I think NC State's going to play with all motivation because a lot of people are going to feel like they they should not have gotten in. So they might they might feed off that. So I'm um, you know we'll we'll see what happens. But yeah. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more with Creighton. Even though I do like them against NC State, uh, they kind of felt, in my opinion, a little bit of, fell a little bit of expectations in that. Uh, Big East Tournament. Let's go to the Midwest region. Here's the first half of the bracket. These games will take place Thursday and Friday in Birmingham, Alabama, and Albany, New York. Uh, the number one overall seed in the tournament, the Houston Cougars, who lost their conference uh, title game today to the Memphis Tigers. Uh, they'll they'll face Northern Kentucky in a 1-16 matchup. We talked about the 8-9 matchup with Iowa versus Auburn. That's in Birmingham, Alabama on Thursday. Here are the Friday games, and this one could be a sneaky upset I'll give you my prediction in just a moment. Uh, number 12, Drake Bulldogs will face the number five seed, the U. That's right, this is the football school, the University of Miami Hurricanes. And then the other game in Albany, New York on Friday. We talked about this earlier. Number four, Indiana Hoosiers. They'll, they'll face uh, Kent State, who are ranked. They're seated at number 13. I'm calling it right now. I'm liking Drake over Miami. That's my 12-5 upset. I could see, I could see that. I mean, like I said, if we, if you see the Drake team that you saw against Bradley last week, sure. I know Miami. I know, you know, I think they lost one of their one of their top guys too. Mm -hmm. So I know I can see why some people are picking the you old know, Drake. But again, Drake's one of those teams where you know how I feel about this guys. They they depend on three a little bit too much for my taste. So if they get cold from three early, I think Miami can take advantage of that. So I can kind of. Like again, I can kind of see him. You know, this could go either way. I think you know, I'm you know, that's gonna be the trendy five twelve. I think there's always that one. Auburn. I mean, you know, it's like I said on Twitter. I mean, it's gonna depend on who loses their temper first. Will Fran McCaffrey you'll know, throw a chair at some? Well, not throw a chair, but he'll, will he <laughs> yell at a ref? You know, will Bruce Pearl you know turn orange? I mean, that that's really gonna be what I'm looking for. But I could this could be a toss up for me. But uh, I don't know. But yeah, <laughs> that, that, those are probably the two games I probably got for in this part of the uh, the, the Midwest. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. Uh, you know, I think that uh, Drake has got Miami on upset watch, but I actually think that the rest of it goes chalk. Um, you know, Houston, uh, I think they've got, even though they lost, and here's the thing with Houston right now. Um, Marcus Sasser's out, their best player. Well, he's, and, mm -hmm. and we don't know how, how long he's going to be out for as well. 
Uh, he's got a groin injury. Uh, obviously, didn't play uh, today, which I think made a difference in their loss to Memphis. Um, obviously, and uh, you know, if he's back, if he's healthy, if he's able to go, but groin injuries linger, and you know, they don't give you that explosiveness anymore. So, is if Sasser's able to go, is he going to be giving one hundred percent, or is he eighty percent? I mean, eighty. 80% of him is still a pretty damn good basketball player, but <laughs> you're still looking you're still looking at a, an injury that kind of zaps you of some of your explosiveness. So um, I don't think they're going to lose to Northern Kentucky, but uh, I do think that's something to, to monitor, see how much he actually plays and if he can play. All right, here's the other half of that Midwestern uh, bracket. These games will take place Thursday and Friday in Greensboro, North Carolina, and in Des Moines, Iowa. Here are the Friday games from Greensboro. Number six, Iowa State. They'll play Mississippi State or Pittsburgh. And also in the other game in Greensboro, we'll have number three, Xavier. The Mountaineers will take on number 14 seed, Kennesaw State. And then the Thursday games from Des Moines, Iowa. The 7-10 matchup, Texas A&M versus Penn State, who lost the Big Ten, the, the Big Ten uh, tournament title game here in Chicago to Purdue earlier today. And we have the 215 matchup. Uh, Texas versus uh, Colgate, as Andy Mesa, WGN Radio will say, the Toothpaste University. Do we see any surprises uh, in this half of the bracket? I mean, uh, like I said, I mean, if, if whoever wins that Mississippi Pittsburgh game, I mean, who, if they do beat Iowa State, I don't think that's really a big upset. I think whoever mm -hmm. you know, they play, they both are all evenly matched. So I don't think that'll be a big issue. Kansas State is going to be their first time, you know. I you know, in the tournament ever, you know, on, on the big, you know, the big side, big mm -hmm. D1 side. So I don't see Xavier having any trouble. I mean, Penn State, you know, if, if Penn State beat Texas A&M, I mean, that, that's not, that won't be a big upset for me, you know, 7-10, mm -hmm. you know, like you said earlier, Mike. Um, Texas, I don't think so. I think they're going to ride in that high. They they could come out of this region. I'm not, I'm not going to say, you might know, my Final Four yet, but they could come out of this region. But I don't see them having any issues either. Yeah, uh, it's hard to disagree with uh, kind of what uh, you've got on there. Um, you know, I actually, I, I really like Xavier. Uh, I think Sean Miller's done a fantastic job coaching, uh, bounced back uh, after all the allegations and everything. And um, you know, they're a very good team. Uh, they've been a very good team for a long time. And uh, I think this year they, they've got a team that can contend for, you know, to, to get to that Sweet 16, Elite Eight, potentially, you know, they could, they could they i i wouldn't say that they're a lock and i don't think any team is a lock to come out of that region because it's pretty tough it's a pretty tough one but um you know actually i i like xavier to to make a little bit of noise uh, definitely get to the sweet 16. another team that could sneakily have a easy path i'm using air quotes here to at least get to the sweet 16 and that's texas they're ranked number two in the midwest region they're 26 and eight overall and they beat kansas for the Big 12 tournament uh, like the way uh, Texas is playing right now, don't be surprised if they uh, sneak into the Sweet 16 uh, round as well. Let's go to the West region. Here's the first half of that bracket. These games will take place in Des Moines, Iowa, and Albany, New York. Uh, the two games in Des Moines, Iowa on Thursday will see number the 1-16 matchup, Kansas versus Howard, the Bison. And this is the first time, I believe since 1992, they participated in the NCAA yeah. tournament. So that's an HBCU school there. Uh, of course, we talked about Arkansas and Illinois. That'll be the other game on Thursday from Des Moines, Iowa. Friday's games from Albany, New York in the West region. Uh, here's another 12-5 matchup. St. Mary's at 26-7 versus VCU. They're checking in at 27-7. And, of course, number four, 
UConn will take on Iona, who are seated number 13. Any upsets here? Yeah, I just want to give a shout-out to the NCAA, uh, Walter Reynolds, who's the AD from uh, uh, Bradley and, uh, you know, who was in charge of the tournament committee this year. Thank you mm-hmm. for not playing the AD. To use in the in, in uh in the playing uh games. So, yeah. <laughs> that's good for you. But but the other HBCU is going to be in the playing. But we'll get to them in a, in a bit. But you know, I don't really see anything. I mean, you know, Arkansas, Illinois. Again, that's a toss up. We we talked about mm-hmm. it earlier. I could see VCU upsetting St. Mary's. I mean, VCU. You know, they're they're kind of like one of those guys. You know, that those teams that can run it. I've seen them mm-hmm. play. You saw. I saw them earlier against Dayton in the A10 tournament. A10 championship. I they turned they, it around in the second half of their hot shooting on the outside. Yeah. And that's probably could be the key for them. And, you know, we know mm-hmm. St. Mary's can get ice cold at times. So it's because that's really going to be a toss up on that one. UConn, Iona, I mean, Rick Patino, there's rumors that he might, you know, be coming back to the biggest at Georgetown. That's the rumor. <laughs> That'll be you know, hilarious. It's going to be in New York, too. So, you know, that's, that's going to be, <laughs> that's going to be a wild scene. So, uh, but I don't think UConn shouldn't have any issues. So, I mean, Kansas, I'm not going to say Kansas has an easy route in this part, but I don't really see anybody giving them any trouble, at least I don't think. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. Like we talked about, uh, you know, a couple months ago, uh, I I really like Kansas. I I think that they're uh, really one of the top teams uh, in the country. Um, Now, the big question is, is Bill Self, Uh, you know, he had a heart attack. Uh, earlier this week, um, there is talk that he should be rejoining the team. I think the team rallies around him. You know, this is the kind of adversity that you see a team say, all right, like, let's go. Let's kind of, you know, get this going and, and let's do it for Coach Self. And, uh, you know, I, I like what they've done. Uh, yeah, they've, they've got the most losses of a one seed, whatever, but that doesn't matter. I think that they've put themselves in a position where – they play such a tough schedule mm-hmm. and it doesn't, you know, at, at the end of the day, it just makes them better regardless of where they're seated. Uh, but I, I definitely like, um, you know, Kansas, um, you know, St. Mary's, they lose to Gonzaga a couple of times uh, late. Um, and, you know, mm-hmm. Gonzaga is a team that uh, is on the, the, on the bottom side of that bragging that they would have to face. <laughs> And, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, that's a, that's a tough conference. And, you know, that it's become a basketball conference, which, you know, 15, 20 years ago, you probably would have looked at that and said, no, nah, that, that's not going to be the case um, in 2023. But that's exactly what the case is. And, and you're looking at, uh, you know, again, the, there are going to be some upsets in, in this one, I think. Uh, VCU's coming in hot, too. Uh, they, they're on a nice little winning streak, um, won their conference title as well um and uh, you know who knows with uh you know what what UConn you get too because they've been right. a little bit inconsistent they've been a little bit inconsistent uh, down the stretch so uh you know I, I do think that there's some potential for um you know some lower seeds you know VCU and Iona to uh advance on to day two here's the back half of that west bracket these games will take place friday and thursday from sacramento california in denver colorado here are the friday games from denver the 611 match of vc features the tcu horn frogs versus arizona state or nevada in the other friday game from denver colorado the quote-unquote quiet three-seated gonzaga bulldogs at 25 they'll play the number 14 seated grand canyon 
And here are the Thursday games from Sacramento, California. We talked about the 7-10 matchup earlier. Northwestern will face the Boise State Broncos coming out of the state of Ohio. And in the 2-15 matchup from Sacramento on Thursday in the West region, UCLA will play UNC Asheville. Any surprises from this bracket? Lakina, I'll start with you. Yeah, I want to correct myself here. That it's Doctor Doctor Chris Reynolds, you know, who's uh, the Bradley University AD. So mm-hmm. I want to make sure, you know, he has a PhD. So I want to make sure I I get that right. <laughs> you know, cool. <laughs> who was the charge? Who was the chairman of the committee this year? So I want to make sure I get his name right. I make sure he said he is a doctor. So you know, make sure that I get that right. But I mean, the you know TCU and whoever they play. I mean, Nevada is you know it's a little bit different. They could be a little bit streaky. Arizona State also could be be very streaky. So, but I don't see TCU having really any issues. But again, depends on which TCU you're gonna get. Gonzaga, um, you know, I know they're like the quiet three seed. You know, Grand Canyon, I mean, they were a fifth seed, you know, coming out of the gate. Also, uh, Walter Ellis, shout out to him, uh, Alfonso Ellis's uh, kid. You know, I saw an interview that he did with uh, his mm-hmm. dad and uh, the others uh, yeah. over at ESPN a, a few minutes, uh, about an hour ago. So that was a really cool moment seeing that for him, you know, fifth year senior. Um, no, I don't really see any chalk. I mean, UCLA, I know UCLA, I know they're going to be without Jalen Clark and I think, you know, a couple other, another guy as well. I think they just lost on the, uh, the Pac-12 uh, title uh, yesterday, but I, you know, it could be between UCLA and Gonzaga. Could TCU somehow sneak in there? Maybe, but yeah, I, I don't know. But this is this part of the bracket in the Midwest is going to be very tough to figure out. Yeah, I I, I like Gonzaga. Uh, I just think you know, again, they they've got some experience. Drew Timmy is one of the best big men in the country, mm-hmm. uh, and they just churn out like every year. Gonzaga is yeah. good every mm-hmm. year, every year, every year. Uh, UCLA, big fan of Tiger Campbell, uh, Chicago yes, guy, obviously. Him. Yes, um, yes. A big, really big fan. Uh, love the hair as well. Yes. And again, you know, guards guards run the tournament, and he's one of the best guards in the tournament. And they've got a really uh, – he's got a great pair um, with uh, Jamie Jasquez. As well. I like him so, too. Yeah. yeah, I think he's a very good, they're they've got a really really good team. And if you're talking about a two that's a little quiet, I think it's UCLA. Uh, I think that they've got a really good chance to uh, you know definitely make the Sweet Sixteen. And then you know that that UCLA Gonzaga matchup is juicy. It looks pretty good uh, on paper. Mm-hmm. So um, you know I, I do think that you know Northwestern could make you know you know they they might beat Boise they might not we'll see again you know we want to see what mm-hmm. Northwestern shows up I don't think TCU is going to have an issue with whoever wins their play-in game um, and I do like you know Gonzaga and UCLA to, to most likely make that sweet 16 and face off against each other all right our last bracket is the east region and here's the first half of the bracket the games will take place Thursday and Friday from Columbus, Ohio, in Orlando, Florida. Let's start with the first half of the East Region bracket. These are the Friday games from Columbus, Ohio. The number one seed, Purdue Boilermakers, who won their Big Ten tournament earlier today, uh, beating Penn State by a couple points. Still, uh, the one in sixteen matchup, Purdue will face either Texas Southern or Fairleigh Dickinson. In the other contest from Columbus on Friday, the number eight seeded Memphis Tigers, who won the American uh, Conference Tournament earlier today, beating Houston. They'll take on the number nine seeded Florida Atlantic. And here are the Thursday games from Orlando. Number five, Duke, who are currently on a nine-game winning streak under first-year head coach John Shire. They are 26-8. They'll, they'll take on the number 12 seed, Oral Roberts, who finished the year at 30-4. and four. And the other Thursday game from the Sunshine State, number four, Tennessee. They'll take on the Raging Cages of Louisiana. Louisiana has a 26-7 and seven record. 
Yeah, that Memphis FD, uh, FAU game, that should be an interesting one. That might be like first to 90, I think, because both these teams can kind of, you know, mm-hmm. sort of like, you know, shoot like crazy. Uh, I don't see Purdue, of course, you know, that they're not going to have any issues, whoever they play, you know, Texas Southern or FDU. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I could see them getting out of that part of the region, so I don't think they'll have any trouble with their first couple of games. Duke, congratulations. You win your, you know, Josh Hart, his first year. They uh, get their 22nd ACC tournament title, but mm-hmm. you got to play a pretty dangerous Oral Roberts team from the Summit League who went undefeated in their mm-hmm. conference. They're going to have a, you know, they're going to give them all they can handle, talk about Oral Roberts, but they should be able to get out of that. Kyle Flakowski, you know, Jeremy Roach, I mean, this is a defensive-minded team, so they can mm-hmm. slow the or or Roberts down that they shouldn't really have any trouble. I've seen a lot of people pick Louisiana. I don't even think a lot of people can name five. They're, they're starting five. I don't think <laughs> guys, I know Tennessee lost one of their guys for the year, but I don't think Tennessee's – I know Tennessee's been inconsistent the last you know, few weeks, but Rick Barnes is a, a veteran at this, so he'll have his guys ready. I don't think they're – I don't think they should have – they'll get up. Don't give them all they can handle. Talk about the region case, but Tennessee should be able to get out of there. Purdue and Duke for the Sweet 16 might be pretty interesting. So, you know, I mean, I can, you know, look, this could be one of those weird, you know, regions that we might see some shakeups maybe, but I don't know. What do you guys, what do you think, Mike? I, I actually, I, I really like that Duke Purdue matchup. I think that that's, <laughs> I think I'm, I'm, I just first glance, I'm, I'm leaning towards that. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of what Tennessee does. I think they're, again, an inconsistent basketball team. Um, And, you know, Duke is peaking right now. And Mm -hmm. and that's something that I want to see. Uh, I think that's 10 wins in a row uh, that they've had, uh, like you touched on. uh, John Shire, we're talking about a guy that not only won an ACC tournament as a player he won mm-hmm. he's now one as a coach which mm-hmm. makes him the only person in acc history to do that they went undefeated at home in the mm-hmm. acc which was very impressive as well now granted obviously a neutral site we're talking about here but they've got a deep team they've got freshmen and what we've seen duke do over the last five years is they went from having trying to have veteran laden teams to realizing that that's not how the game is played anymore. And Coach K made that adjustment towards the end of his tenure, and they got back into the national picture. And he gave John Shire a a nice going-away present with the (laughs) recruits that he's got, he's brought Mm -hmm. in. And I'll tell you what, those young players on Duke, really, you know, like Kyle Filipowski, they have really, really come on towards the end of the season. And... I think they're a team that nobody wants to face. And I think that they would definitely, you know, if, if Purdue and uh, the Blue Devils make it in that Sweet 16, I think that's going to be a game that everyone's going to look back on and say, oh, that was uh, one hell of a contest. Because I think they're the, I think, I think on paper, to me, they're the two best teams in the East bracket. Okay. And here's the last half of the East region bracket. These games will take place of all of them on Friday from Columbus, Ohio and Greensboro, North Carolina. Here's the two games from Greensboro. The 6-11 matchup features uh, both teams are perhaps underperformed during the regular season. Kentucky and Providence, uh, both teams checking in with the 21-11 records in the 6-11 matchup there. And the last game from Greensboro on Friday, number three, Kansas, Kansas State. They'll face number 14, Montana State. Kansas State 23 and 9, Montana State 25 and 9. 
you know, last half of the bracket. These games will take place in Columbus, Ohio on Friday. We talked about this matchup earlier, the 7-10 matchup, Michigan State versus USC. In the other game from Columbus on Friday night, we'll have number two, Marquette. They'll face number 15, Vermont. Uh, out, of, out of this um, last part of the bracket, guys, uh, I watched Vermont in, that in their conference title game on, uh, on Saturday morning. They played very good defense. I think Marquette is going to get by them. But uh, Marquette and Shaka Smart, they've done a great job this year. But they better not sleep on Vermont because they can come at you uh, very well defensively. Agreed. I've seen a couple of their games. And look, this won't be the first time you know Vermont will pull off an upset. Remember, they beat Syracuse years ago. So yeah, <laughs> it would. this would be the first time for them. Uh, Michigan State, USC. I mean, I think I pick SC because – Look, I know you don't. You never want to count out Tom Izzo in March, but you know the the team isn't. You know, I don't want you know, no disrespect you know, to those guys, but they're not very good this year. Kansas State. I mean, Ronnie Terry's done a great job his first year there. Well, I think it's the second, well, first year there. So they shouldn't have no problem with Montana State, Kentucky, and Providence. I mean, the bright. This is the Bryce Hopkins game. You remember he transferred uh, from Kentucky to Providence. He's now their leading scorer. Uh, there over the Friars, so this could this could be one of those toss of matchups. Which team are you going to get? So, I think Marquette could get out of this part of the region. I mean, uh, Kentucky Marquette or Providence Marquette. You'll get, get, get Big East field, or maybe K State might sneak in there. So, who knows? I mean, this, this could be one of those games where I might I might have a hard time picking from this part of the of the, the East region. Might yeah, be. no, I, I definitely agree with that. This is uh, there's there's a jumble down here, and there's a couple of teams that you look at and you're like, well, they can make a run, and and you just don't really know. Uh, I do like Marquette. I think that they have been given a, a little easier path than some of the other twos. Um, right. You know, the, I don't think Kansas State is a super strong three. Um, you know, Michigan State and USC, both of them, you know, again, are inconsistent. You just don't know who, which, which kind of team is going to show up on a give, on a daily basis. Um, I just don't. I, none of these teams. If I'm Marquette, I don't think any of these teams for you to get to the Elite Eight is is really looking at like, oh, I, I'm, I'm afraid of you guys. So I actually, I, I think, I think Marquette, uh, I think Marquette has a pretty easy uh, route to the Elite Eight. All right. What do you guys think of like like sleep sleeper teams? You know, maybe any sleeper teams that you probably say, okay, I can see this team making a run. I mean, you you, you can't pick Duke because technically they wouldn't be a sleeper. I mean, they're like a high five, <laughs> so you can't pick Duke. So like other than them, who do you guys think could probably be a sleeper team and kind of sneak in there and make some noise, perhaps, and maybe bust some brackets? Ooh, um, that, that that's a tough one to be honest with you. Um, but uh, there is a stat that I that I met that I saw earlier today. Uh, that mentioned that uh, the since I believe it was since 2002, uh, all cha every single champion has been in the Ken Palm, the top 22 ranking on or top 40. I'm sorry, on offense and top 22 on defense. There's only a handful of teams that have those stats this year, and one of them is the is Creighton, uh, the Blue Jays are a six seed uh they definitely have uh, a tough go if they make it a couple of rounds to face alabama in the elite eight but uh i like their mix uh, i think that they play in a solid conference i think they've got some uh decent you know veterans on their team as well 
And again, they, they fit that mix of, uh, you know, a, t- a top 40 offense with a, you know, a very, very stingy defense. So uh, there's a lower seed that I think is going to make noise. I think it's great. Uh, I think Xavier, the number three seed out of the Midwest region, could break up some brackets. I know not too many people are talking about them. Maybe Drake, if they upset Miami of Florida on Friday, uh, we, we can see that. Also, to looking at the South region, uh, maybe Missouri. I know not too many people uh, talked about them all year outside of Lakina. So I think they could uh, possibly uh, uh, turn up and uh, bust some brackets as well. Um, West Virginia, I think they'll beat Maryland, but I, I don't see them getting past Alabama in that uh, second round in, in that South region. Yeah, see, for me, hmm, do I see any of, any of them? Maybe Missouri, Utah State, whoever wins that one could probably maybe you'll give Arizona you know, some fits. Uh, A&M, Penn State, whoever wins that matchup maybe. I mean, I'm like, I, I know I'm cheating going with the seven tests. Yo, Northwestern, <laughs> Boise State, whoever wins that one. Uh, uh, you know, USC, maybe if they beat Michigan State, they could probably make some noise too. I mean, this could be one of, look, like, this could be one of those tournaments where we, we might, we might, again, I just want to stress on this, might see all chalk. So, you know, maybe, I mean, do you see, you know, could we see one of the, one of the 11s? I mean, could I, could I see an Arizona State or Nevada, whoever wins that one, maybe perhaps maybe bust some brackets? Sure. I mean, maybe NC State, like I said, are they going to feel out the motivation of folks feeling that they should not have gotten in? You know, I can see them probably perhaps maybe, you know, doing that. You know, Pittsburgh, a lot of people didn't think Pittsburgh would even make the tournament, you know, let alone the first four this year. So could I see, mm-hmm. you know, Jeff Cable, you know, telling his guys to use that as motivation? Maybe. But yeah, I mean, this could be one of those. We may not see that many upsets. I say we may. I don't want you know this you know, come back like, oh, you said it would be upsets. No, we may not see as much as this. But you never know. <laughs> Maybe VCU come out of the rest region for me. Should they get by uh, St. Mary's in that other twelve-five matchup? I think VCU can uh, surprise the teams as well and get to the Sweet Sixteen at least. Maybe Arkansas. I don't know. But uh, what do you think, Mike? Do you see anything? I, I I like UConn as well. Uh, they they fit that criteria again of uh, you know strong de- strong defense and a solid offense. Again, that's kind of what I'm looking for uh, when I'm looking for you know lower lower seeded teams. Now, yeah, you know UConn's a four, so they're not necessarily a lower seeded team, uh, but I do think that they can they can make some noise. You know, we're gonna have a an eleven. Or a ten, just come through and, and right. do something. And if there is one that I'm going to pick that is going to do something, it's I, I like Penn State. I really do. I think Micah Shrewsbury has, has coached up that team and, mm-hmm. and really put them in a position where, you know, there's going to be a lot of eyes on what they're going to do. And I think that uh, you know he's he's setting himself up to potentially take a bigger job in the off season, and uh, we'll see if that actually happens. But. Uh, I like Penn State as a as a lower seed, you know, in, in mm-hmm. a double digit seed. If, if they're going to pick one, I think it's going to be Penn State. Well, Penn State, I'm sure they're hearing this, so I'm sure they're going to, you know, uh, bump a little bit of uh, the cashola <laughs> up, you know. So I wouldn't be surprised if they, you know, I'm sure they, they've seen this happen. Maybe give you know Mr. You know, Coach Tuesbury a nice little uh, little raise here, so mm-hmm. to make sure he stays. So, but uh, as a wrapping things uh, up here, of course, you know, especially just like I see sports. On Sports on Chicago doing our bracket breakdown here. The South region for me is probably like the toughest region. Cause I, I looked at that when Greg Gumma first announced it. I was like, okay, yeah, th- this is this is gonna be a really tough region. So what do you guys think is the toughest region? 
the toughest. Uh, I'd actually, I'd go out west. Actually, um, you know, you've got, uh, you know, again, mm-hmm. you've got UConn, you've got Gonzaga, you've got UCLA, you've got mm-hmm. Kansas, uh, St. Mary's. That's that is a rough go. Uh, yeah, you know, they 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 definitely didn't give Kansas an easy uh, way to the Final Four again, uh, and I really think that that is that's the that's the one um, because I think that those the lower seeds are all very, very good. Um, and uh, I do think that, uh, you know, when, when looking at one of them, I think it's the West. Yeah, I agree with you, Mike. The West is a tough region from top to bottom. Like so you can argue about the seedings here and there, but I think that's the toughest bracket as well. Whoever comes out of that one, uh, they're going to earn the trip to the final four. Mm-hmm. I know Kansas is the favorite coming out of there as a one seed, but we, we, we talked about VCU. We talked about UConn. TCU, Gonzaga at a, at a 3C, UCLA at a 2. Uh, it's definitely going to be some competition there to, to get to the regional final before you get to the final four. And they'll have, I'm sure they'll have a tough go at it, you know, when once they beat Howard, you know, the Arkansas, Illinois, whoever they face there, that's not going to be easy. <laughs> no. Watch no. this is uh, Kansas. You, you've got probably have, probably the toughest, you know, route to get, you know, to get back to oh. the final four. So, oh. you know, in Houston. So, yeah, that's going to be. Yeah, that, that's going to be a little uh, nutty there. You know, you got the East, of course, and then you got the Midwest, you know, with Houston. I mean, it like, like, like we, 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 we talked about this earlier. Maybe you pretty, even all like, you know, seven or eight of these teams in front of in a hat. He'd probably say, I can, I can, you know, make a case for them getting out of the region, but you know, <laughs> we'll see. So, anything else to say before we got to do our final four picks? Uh, I'm just ready to um, get down to business, watch these March Madness games. This is the best time of the year on a sports calendar. Just a reminder, I'm like everybody else, you got to find True TV on your uh, cable <laughs> provider. I don't yes. watch that channel, but I will be doing that over the next couple of weeks. Just a reminder for you guys, uh, the tournament starts Tuesday and Wednesday with the the, the, the first four playing games, and that's from Dayton, Ohio, I believe. You can watch yep. that on True TV. And of course, the real tournament starts on Thursday on CBS and the networks so of TNT, TBS, and True TV. All right, gentlemen. Now, of course, you can change these if you want to, because I'm definitely going to be my. I'm going to have like my ten different combinations within the next few <laughs> days. <laughs> before these you know, turned in for you know, by 11 a.m. our time on Thursday. Who are your final four and who will be your national champion? It's going to be in Houston this year. So, Mike, I'll start with you, my friend. All right. Um, let's we'll start off in the south. Uh, I'm taking Alabama. I, I don't think that the Crimson Tide really, you know, they, they awarded them the one national seed. I think they have the easiest route to get to the final four. So I really like them. Um, Midwest, uh, I'm actually going to go with the Longhorns. Uh, I think mm. that they, again, um, I, I think that Houston, in my eyes, I think that Houston is the weakest one just because of the potential injury to Marcus Sasser. I, I'm, I've had a groin injury before. It takes weeks. And weeks. It's like, it's, it's not quite as bad as a hamstring injury, but it just like all of your, all of the power, all of your explosiveness is gone. It just, it, it takes weeks and weeks and weeks for you to build that back up. So can he get back and play at a high level again? Maybe. Uh, but I, I just, I like Texas uh, coming out of that. Um, the East, I, I'm going to go, th- this is this is the uh, this is the crazy one here um, in my eyes. I like Duke. 
I think they're playing at a really high level right now. Uh, I think that they go on a little magical run and, and get everyone excited out there on Tobacco Road for uh, the, the future of the program with John Shire leading them. And I think that Duke really, um, you know, makes a run here. And then out West, uh, this is the, again, like we talked about, this is, this is the tough bracket for me mm-hmm. um, because there's a lot of teams that can come out of here mm-hmm. uh, and, and do it. Um, I've, I, I, I keep talking about Kansas. And so I feel bad if I don't pick them. So uh, mm-hmm. I know that they're going to have a, they're going to have a hard road. Uh, they're not going to be easy, but like we talked about, they're going to be battle tested coming out of there. So, uh, you know, I like Kansas and uh, title game. Um you know, I think Kansas makes it again. I think Kansas and Alabama, and I'm, I'm going to take Bama as my winner. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Out of the South, I will take Alabama. Out of the Midwest, I will go with Houston. I think they'll just find something deep, and despite the injuries, they'll find a way to get it done. Out of the West, here's my quote-unquote crazy pick. I'm going with UCLA. I'm going with UCLA. That's not crazy. That's not crazy. They're crazy. Yeah, that's not crazy. I think. I know they're on a. I know they're. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know they're going to be out with a couple of their guys, but you know, Mm -hmm. they're they're still pretty deep. You know, Mick Cronin, their their guys are tested. Oh yeah. And I and I agree with you, my guy. The East, I'm going with Duke. They're just playing well at the right time. Right. They really are. They really are. I think this might be. Yeah. Who's your champion? As of right now, I'm just definitely putting it in pencil. I'm going <laughs> with Houston. Hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, my turn. Now, again, this will definitely change in the next three days. So, this is on War Media. Uh, Bama from the South. I'm going to stick. We all will go agree with you guys on that. Midwest. Uh, I'll, I'll, shoot. Uh, crap. Uh, no, I'll pick Houston. I. I I'm not. I'm. I'm not really sure about them, especially if, if like you, like you said, Mike with Sasser's groin injury. That that's a little bit of a toss up for mm-hmm. me. That's the wild card for me. So that's gonna be something to look out for. I know they're still, you know, they got a lot of depth, but I saw what happened on you know, the game against Memphis. So there's this that could be an issue coming in. But you know, right now, as of seven twelve uh, Central Time, I'm gonna pick <laughs> Houston from the Midwest. <laughs> Uh, from the West, uh, I'll, 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 I'll stay Kansas. I know they're going to be battle tested. They played in one of the toughest conferences in the country this year. So they're going to get everything thrown at them, whether it's, you know, Illinois, Arkansas, you know, Gonzaga, UConn, whoever, but I'm going to pick Kansas out of that. Uh, I, you know, I think, you know, I'm going to pick Duke as well. I mean, I'm looking at the other teams from the East. I mean, I don't trust Purdue. I mean, that those last few minutes against Penn State a few hours ago, I think showed me why I don't. Uh, Tennessee, you know, they're gonna be out with their guys, they're inconsistent. Kentucky, too, is inconsistent. K State, I don't know what I'm gonna get. Uh, Marquette, you know, but they're 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 good and they're you know, they're balanced, but they're young, but I don't think they're ready yet. You know, Charles Martin, I know he's got a lot of experience, but I don't think they're ready yet as a team. So, like, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna pick uh, Duke and uh, I have Duke in Kansas, and I got Kansas going back to back. <laughs> oh gosh okay <laughs> again subject to change mostly this is all subject to change but uh oh my goodness oh sid uh, you got anything else before we disperse uh mike thank you very much for, for joining us today on the program and our our selection sunday Yay. breakdown where can people uh, find you and your work online uh you can uh 
follow me on Twitter at Mike F. Chen. Um, I've got a little link to uh, my work in my bio on there. So uh, you, you can get on the, all that right over there. And we'll definitely have you back uh, as this uh, tournament goes on because uh, sure. uh, as everybody else, uh, uh, sports fans across the country, across the world, we can't wait for this tournament to get started, which will be this Tuesday. Of course, the real tournament, in my opinion, starts <laughs> on Thursday. Uh, the my opinion, the best two sports days on the calendar, Thursday and Friday. You get games starting at 11 in the morning, Chicago time. That goes to 11 to 12 o'clock at night. And of course, the Saturday Sunday games in the first weekend are good, too. So we can't wait. And uh, I think it's going to be exciting. Tournament is it's op- more open now than ever before. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So uh, you can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan McGee on the IG. You can follow yours truly, Sydney Brown, on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, it's CK80. That's S I D K I D A zero. S I D K I D A zero. Make sure you download that Sports on Chicago app wherever you get your apps. Make sure you follow Sports on Chicago on all social media platforms: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Please subscribe to our podcast at War on Anchor. We are available on all podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app. And while you're at it, please give War Media a follow at WARR Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you very much in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. And don't forget, you can also catch Sports on Chicago now available on Roku TV. So celebrate with the squad and give it the program. Sports on Chicago is available on Roku TV. If you have a Roku television, just tap on that sports folder and download the Sports on Chicago app. If you don't have a Roku TV, but you have a bunch of handheld devices laying around, iPhone, iPad, iTouch, your personal PC like Lakina's using right now, your Chromebook like I'm using right now, just go into the Google Play Store, download that Roku TV app, and download Sports on Chicago through that avenue. So no more excuses. Celebrate the squad and get with the program. Sports on Chicago is now available on Roku TV. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, live and on demand. Anywhere, everywhere, everywhere you want our show, Sean and Maya, uh, the Smoke Buzz, what's up, cuz? And tune in tomorrow at our regular time at noon as we're going to have, uh, of course, there was some trade that the Bears did. Okay, you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> also, we're going to have uh, more uh, attorney talk. We're going to have our buddy J- Jordan Burnfield from WGN News and uh, ESPN. You know, he'll have his uh, thoughts on, uh, you know, the brackets and stuff like that. So, more attorney talk on uh, tomorrow's show in our regular time at noon. So, for Sid, I'm Lakina. Oh, and Mike Chen as well. Don't forget our buddy Mike Chen. Yes. <laughs> Don't want to forget about that. You know, for both of them, I'm Lakina. Have a great Sunday night. You know, the Oscars are going on right now. So you guys go ahead. Go, you go, go, go watch the Oscars <laughs> and enjoy the tournament. This has been Second City Sports, you know, a special edition on Sports on Chicago. And we'll see you tomorrow. Happy March Madness. Holla.